This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray, in many of his anointed More Than Conquerors Bible studies, is no stranger to the subjects that Christians love to talk about. God's grace and mercy, divine healing, forgiveness of sin, miracles, faith and hope, angels, and of course, prosperity. Others not quite as popular, repentance, prayer, fasting, generosity, integrity, forgiveness of others, and godly sorrow for sin, of course, are also preached but involve the listener experiencing the uncomfortable emotions of conviction. This week's powerful five-day message, Fearing God, falls into neither of these two categories and certainly doesn't mean what most believers think it means. Unlike life's most common fears, fear of man, fear of failure, and fear of death, this fear has nothing at all to do with the effects of terror or fright, and all to do with the awesome reverence and respect for an all-powerful, loving Father. Stay tuned for more on what fearing God really means. I've got couple of messages on my heart, but I feel like I've got to do this one, um, continue on fear, because fear is such a powerful force in the lives of so many people. How many are in agreement with me on that? And um, so we've got to talk about fear. Uh, one, of the, one of the highlights, I think, or one of the points that I want to just talk about for a moment is, uh, you remember, we, we, used the, um, we used the story um, about Jesus telling his disciples to get in the boat and go to the other side? And they get into the middle and the storm rages and Jesus comes to them. But there was so much commotion and they were so full of fear that they did not recognize him. How many of you remember that part of the story? All right. Well, the the one point that I just want to kind of go over real quickly again, because I think it's such an important point, is that if we allow fear to grip us and we get into the midst of fear, our perception of God is going to diminish. We're not going to realize or we're not going to be aware totally that God is there when he is there all the time. So it's really important to understand how fear operates and fear wants to do that to you because how many of you know that fear is not from God? Fear is of the devil and it's of the enemy and it is the, it is the uh, weapon, it's one of the greatest weapons that the devil has to use against us as Christians because if he can get fear in us, um, it begins, as we saw, as, as, faith, as fear comes in, faith begins to drain out and we begin to lose our power over the circumstances. Is everybody with me? But if we stay strong in faith, just like Peter, he jumped, you know, f- finally when he recognized it was Jesus, Jesus, he said, Lord, if it's you, then tell me to come out of the boat. And Jesus did. Jesus, he said, you better watch out what you're asking Jesus for. Jesus says, come on out of the boat. And he did, because sometimes when you ask Jesus for something, um, he's going to ask you in response to do it, but it's going to take some faith to do it. 
So Jesus said, come on, come out of the boat. And he jumped out of the boat and he got on the water and he started to walk on the water. And because he got his eyes and his attention off of Jesus and he began to see the wind and the waves and the thunder and the lightning, he got afraid, he became afraid, he got scared and faith began to leave him. And it said that as fear came in, faith went out and he began to sink. You don't begin to sink. It was a process. There's a process of losing your faith and taking on fear. Uh, when that process begins, it's at that moment that you have to stop that thing and take authority over it and begin to get back into the word and get your faith built up so that you can be on top again. Had Peter just t- put his eyes back on Jesus and dealt with the fear that was trying to come on him, he would have remained on top of the circumstances. The only way you can stay on top of the circumstances is by faith. I can't, your neighbor can't, your best friend can't talk you out of fear. You've got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get, get a handle and get a grip. Say, get a grip. Get a grip on this fear and begin to actively cast it out of your life and take authority over it so that you can now get faith working back in your life and you can stay on top of the circumstances. Because the only way that you and I are going to stay on top of our circumstances, how many, how many folks in this room have circumstances going on? All right, so that's a a big majority, and I think every one of us at some point in in life have have had circumstances. The only way, let me ask you this question. How many of you have felt at times that you're getting under the circumstances? The circumstances are getting on top of you. I think we've all, have you ever felt that way? Anybody in this room? We'll pray for liars later on. We have all felt at times that circumstances get on top of us. Now, would you agree with me that when those circumstances get on top of you, that you've been tempted to think these thoughts that I have no faith, my faith is weak. Oh man, you know, have you you ever felt like fear has just gripped you and fear is kind of like leading you almost? Yeah, well, we've all have been in that in those circumstances, and that's the time for you to get yourself back into the Word of God and get some good people around you that can pump you up with the Word of God because it's only by faith that you can become buoyant once again on top of your circumstances. Is everybody with me? So we, we also talked a little bit about how fear and faith are connectors. You remember that part of my teaching last week? Connectors. Faith hooks us up to God and, and, and opens up this channel for everything that God has to come into our life. Sort of like a lamp. A lamp by itself, unhooked to the source, can do nothing. It has no power. But when you take that plug and hook it up to the source, that lamp becomes electrified. Because everything that's in the source comes to the lamp. <laughs> Hello? Some of you look like you need to be electrified this morning. <laughs> Looks like your batteries are low or you just undone, unplugged yourself. Well, replug yourself and get some juice going in the wires again. But faith hooks us up to God's power source. Everything that God has comes to us through faith, through that source. But fear, likewise, is also a hookup, and that hooks us up with the devil and everything that he can do to us. So when we give over to fear, we're actually aligning ourselves up with the enemy. Is everybody with me? So, see, that's why I believe in my life that we have got to make an active, aggressive stance against every area of fear. I don't think we should allow even the smallest little fear uh, dominate our life or even be allowed to be in our life because if we do, if we give fear just that much, he's, you give him a, 
You give him a toehold, he's going he's to make a beachhead out of it. He's going to get in there, and he's going he's to stake his claim in your life. So we've got to shut the door on every area of fear. That's why last week I left you with this. I said, do the very thing that you're afraid of. That's how you break fear, because you find out that when you do the thing you're afraid of, that it's really not that scary after all. Is everybody with me? You know, I think I gave you an example of people that I've known that are afraid to drive on the highway. Get in the car, drive to the nearest highway, get the biggest, fastest highway that you can find, get yourself pointed north or south on that highway and gun that stinking gas and get on the highway and say, fear, you have no place in my life. Somebody give me an amen. Now, now that is a lesson because you ever watch some people get on a highway? You're on the acceleration lane, not the slowdown lane. So there's somebody trying to get on the highway and they're driving up on, a, on the accelerator and they slow down. It's like, what are you doing? Hurry up, you're going to kill all of us here. Get on the highway and drive on the highway. Even if you go two exits, one exit, uh, you will see that courage and faith, will, you'll see that you can do it and faith starts to rise. Once you prove to yourself that you can do it, you're ready to go a little bit longer and a little bit further. Is everybody with me? You've got to do the very thing that you're afraid to do. Because if you, if you don't, that fear is going to try to gri- grab hold of you and it becomes a bondage in your life. And I'm going to tell you what, that there are a lot of us that have been robbed in our lives because of the power of fear. We're afraid to do things. We're afraid to go places. We're afraid to try to accomplish things. We're afraid to try to stretch to the next level because of the fear of failure or the fear of rejection or the fear of this or the fear of the other thing. How many people am I speaking to in this room? Right now, there are dreams and visions and desires that are locked up with inside each and every one of us. And we, we, know, we know that we can do better. We know we can have more. We know we can go further. We know that God has more for us. But really, it, it's not God holding back. It's us that are holding back because of fear, because we're afraid of what might happen if I jump out of the box. You know what's going to happen when you jump out of the box? You're going to find out that there's a big world out there, that there's a lot more than you're experiencing right now. I, I, I get, I get, uh, I, I don't like to use the word hate, so that's not, that's too strong a word, and we, we, I don't like using that word, but I just don't like when I see people just trapped in their circumstance or think they can't do better. You can do better. You can have more. You can go further in God because God did not make junk. God made you to prosper, and God made you to do better in life with each passing year. God would have it that you See, my Bible says that we go from glory to glory. So God would have you to go from glory to glory to glory to glory. But fear often is, a, is this immobilizing, this paralyzing, that's a better word, this paralyzing effect in our lives. And it holds us back from accomplishing all the great things that God has for us. And um, so often as I've ministered to people, uh, you know, that are stuck in circumstances or stuck somewhere, you know, like, do you ever, do you ever get, uh, do you ever have a friend or know somebody? I've known people that are stuck in a job. Man, if you feel like you're stuck in a job, it's time for you to start believing God for a better job and believe that it can be better by faith and not allow fear to hold you back. It's only fear that holds you back from thinking that you cannot do better or you cannot go further or have more. You say, well, I, you know, I'm doing pretty well, Pastor Ray, and, and, you know, that's not. Well, don't stop there. You can go beyond that. You can have even more. 
So we can see that fear often is this immobile, is this, this paralyzing, uh, has this paralyzing effect in our lives. And it is the force of the enemy because the enemy does not want you or I to progress in the things of God. So he uses fear to try to short circuit what God is doing in our lives. And fear, uh, the Bible says, um, anyone who comes to God must know that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That is the basis of faith. You have to know your God and know that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And that fear has no place in our life and fear should not hold us back from doing the things of God and doing what we desire in our heart to better our lives and to increase our lives and to reach goals and, and dreams and visions that we have in our life. Thank you for those four and a half amens. <laughs> but it is, it is absolutely imperative that we drive fear out of our lives. Now, I want to talk to you today just a little bit about four areas of fear that we all must deal with or have dealt with. And um, I want to just say a little bit about each of these things because some of these are mixed up and people have squirrely ideas or squirrely thinking about it. Number one, the, the very first fear that we all need to learn to deal with is the fear of God. That's a fear. I mean, now, now I would hope that everybody in this room is pretty comfortable with the fact that God is not to be feared in terror or fright. But, you know, ministering around and being out in the world and talking to people, I realize that so many people have a fear of God. I mean, you know, even, we even get into some of these superstition superstitious things and some of some of us even though we're charismatic even though we praise God and pray in tongues we're still bound up with some superstitions you know like if uh, if I do this God you know this crazy thing somehow God is going to get me or God's going to get at me or God's going to be mad at me that's all fear let me tell you what God does not control his children by fear God, if, you, if, you, if your relationship is a, is a fearful one with God, terror and fright, that is not of God. Because God does not deal with us through the element of fear, this kind of fear, terror, fright, fear. The fear of the Lord that the Bible speaks about is a reverential fear towards God, an honor and a respect. Now, now listen, I, I, I was unfortunate as a young man to have lost my father. My father passed away when I was only 14 years old. But he made a pretty big impact for those 14 years. He was a pretty, um, he was a pretty bold, colorful man. He stood about a little shorter than me. He was a Greek immigrant. He came from Greece, came from the island of Cyprus, uh, didn't speak the language, but fought his way all the way up to the top. And he was a pretty feisty man. And um, he was pretty feisty with his kids as well. Uh, my sister used to have a saying about my father. Um, you know, one time they were having an argument about something, and she says, yeah, yeah, I know how, she probably doesn't remember this, but she says, I know how you are. If you say black is white and white is black, then that's what it is. Because he was just a stubborn old goat. He was from the old country. <laughs> Excuse me if you're from the old country and you're an old stubborn old goat, but he was just a stubborn old goat, and he was feisty. But one thing I know is that my father loved me and cared about me very much. But there was this degree of respect for my father that I had. I knew how far I could go with my father. And if I went beyond that line, all he had to do was look at me. And I say, you win, I lose. Anybody know? See, this is missing today, I, I want to tell you. This is missing in the lives of a lot of families. 
I think this is a very healthy thing for parents to have because that's the way God is with us. God loves us and cares for us and provides us, but there should be a degree of fear that we have of God, and that degree of fear is not terror or fright like he's going to beat us up. I knew my dad would never beat me up. I knew my dad wouldn't hurt me uh, purposely. He wouldn't do anything to harm me. How many dads in this room would do something purposely to hurt their children? But, but there was a, a reverence, a respect that I had for my father that kept me in line. So when we're talking about the fear of God, we have to understand that that fear and respect is this, that God is bigger than me. God is greater than me. And, and I, although I may mess up and make mistakes and all this, I have got to remember that I can't cross that line because if I cross that line, God could snuff me out. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Understanding how big and how awesome God is makes me just really humbles me and makes me and how powerful. See, the reason why I had this respect for my father is because first of all, he had a very, 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 very gregarious personality. Would that be the right word? I mean, he could be loud and, you know, and he could blow up and explode at the drop of a hat and at the same drop of a hat, just be as calm as a cucumber, you know, as cool as a cucumber. And, and I knew that I wasn't going to push that line because if I did, I did not want, I did not want to erupt my father. So consequently, that reverence or that respect for him kept me in line. Does everybody understand? So when we talk about the fear of God, there's nothing to fear with God unless I am totally living like a sinner and I'm thumbing my nose at God and turning my back on God or just not serving him or not paying any attention to him. But really, what I need to know is that God loves me. Now, now let me give you a couple of verses and I'm not going to have you turn to them, but you can write them down because I've got a ton of verses here and I want you to get most of them, if not all of them. But... Number one, John, 1 John 4, 18 through 19, this is what it says. There is no fear in love. Now, how many of you understand and know that God is the God of love? All right. So it says here, and it, we'll, we'll read on because verse 19 gives us a little clearer understanding. It said, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. As a matter of fact, the, the way to deliverance from your fear is through the love of God that God has for you. Because you have to understand that God loves you so much that he's going to protect you against all harm, all evil, and all the wiles of the enemy. The way that, the way that, the way that we combat fear in our lives is to constantly remind us of how much God loves me. I think I told you the story last week about how much I, many, many years ago, afraid to get on an airplane. Well, this was one of the verses that, I, that became rhema to me, that became a revelation to me. I said, wait a minute. I shouldn't be afraid to get on an airplane. There is no fear in love. If I'm being motivated by fear, I'm not being motivated by God. I'm being motivated or controlled by the enemy. God does not motivate or control people by fear, terror, fright kind of fear. I have an awesome respect for God. I have an awesome reverence for God. That's why I live the way I do, and I don't want to step out of line because I reverence and I know that he is an all-powerful God, but I also know that he's an all-loving God and will see to it that no harm comes to me if I live in this place of reverencing him and honoring him with all of my heart. Is everybody with me? So I began to boldly confess that there is no fear in love. 
But the perfect love or perfect love casts out fear. How do you get fear out of you? It's by meditating on the love of God. I would get on that plane and say, this plane ain't going down because God loves me. I've got work to do for God. God has called me. God has anointed me. I, I have a purpose in life. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to be snuffed out early. God has more for me to do. God loves me. And now by the perfect love of God, I drive out and cast out this fear. The way to get rid of fear in your life is to just keep falling in love with Jesus and meditating on the love of Jesus and how much he loves you. Listen, the Bible says that not one sparrow falls from the sky without the knowledge of God. He said that every hair on your head is counted and numbered. He even knows the ones that went down the drain this morning. That's the kind of love. If, if, he says, if you being evil, talking to the parents, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who love him, who respect him, who honor him, who reverence him, who have a good godly fear? operating in their lives. One of the things that I'm most concerned about today is that we are losing this godly fear, this reverence and this awe and this respect for God in our lives. That's why there are people who have lowered the standard of living, uh, of Christian living. It's time for us to raise that standard because we serve an awesome, holy Holy. Let me tell you what, talking about holiness is not a bad word. Talking about reverencing God is not a bad word. Our lives need to line up, but we've become so casual with God. I knew one thing, even though my father loved me and my father cared about me and we were intimate as son, father and son, I also realized that there was a line that you draw. You don't become so casual with those that you respect and you reverence and you love and you honor because by doing so, you demolish the relationship and you begin, you begin to act goofy. And that's what I see in the body of Christ today. So many people have lost the fear of the Lord. What keeps me in line so often is I am constantly aware of how awesome God is. I'm constantly aware of how, how majestic God is. I'm constantly aware of how nothing I am. Now, I know it's going to screw up some of your, your doctrine. I know there are people that won't sing Amazing Grace because they don't want to sing the verse, you saved a wretch like me. You better never forget that you were a wretch and you were saved by the grace and the love and the power and the awesomeness of God. We need to have the fear of the Lord back and oper operating in our lives because it is that that keeps us on the straight and narrow. When I get goofy and I start acting silly and I talk stupid, I have to remind myself that this is dishonoring my God, my King, my Lord, and my Savior. And, and this is, this, this, what I'm doing right now is showing such, such disrespect to him that I've lost my fear, my reverence and honor and respect of the living God. Folks, we need the fear of the Lord back operating in the kingdom. We should live in peace and in joy. We should live free. We should live happy, but we should live knowing that God is God and he always will be God. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.